0: Preview episode two. I'm Matt Eichhorn. I'm always joined with uh looking like we got it. that his haircut's actually growing in even better than it was last time I seen him. Uh, Jordan Jordan's legal. Jordan, what's the undercut feeling? It's uh, going in well. You've showered now. It's uh that's when you really get to know if a haircut's good.
1: You're right, you're right. No, I like it. I haven't I usually go for the uh, more of like I don't know, not quite an undercut, still a fade. But mm. one of the last haircuts I got, the woman said. You should do an undercut. You look more. Uh, you look more mature. Hey, <laughs> so and this time I have to be honest. I didn't even ask for it. I was just. I showed a picture that was sort of what I wanted, and the, uh, Zane
0: the Chinese
1: Malik. Chinese woman in uh, Markham didn't actually. I don't think she fully like she couldn't understand what I was saying. So the, the, then she gave me this amazing cut. So I'm happy with it. I love it. Hey,
0: that's a win. That's a dub. Is a win. That is a dub and uh yeah i feel that since that uh, haircut you've really grown into some maturity i think it's really <laughs> i think it's really I think it yeah so everybody if you didn't tune in to the last episode go back there check it out we previewed the uh five teams the atlantic division uh where we think they're going to fall how we think the season's going to shake out for those guys and now we're going to tackle the southeast things have been heating up down south in the eastern conference this mm-hmm. year uh, a lot of big moves uh some teams trying to move into that title contention period and uh you know, we're going to kick things off with the, uh, a team that came very, very close to making the NBA Finals last year in the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, and, I mean, legal, when you look at this, this, uh, this offseason for them, so they drafted Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper in the draft this year, re-signed yeah. Solomon Hill, re-signed Trey Young to that massive extension, as well as John Collins to another uh, restructured deal. Lou Williams is back, sweet Lou, as well as acquiring uh, Gorgie Jang, and then they traded for former Raptor and one of my favorite players in the league, long Wright. Great pickup there. Uh, we had mentioned this trade before, but they traded away Chris Dunn and Bruno Fernando uh, to the Celtics. Uh, Chris Dunn no longer there. Uh, but uh, they also lost Tony Snell, not really a huge loss to uh, the Portland Trailblazers. So uh, I, I, as I was saying there, Fleagle, I mean, they're one game away. they lost in six to the uh, eventual NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks. They put up a really good fight. I honestly thought that they were going to go to the finals and I thought it was going to be a Hawks-Suns finals. Not that we were going to have like 145 to 150 (laughs) at the final score of most of the games. I mean, looking at this Hawks roster, what are you feeling right now?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, they did everything they wanted to do. The biggest thing was what was going to happen with John Collins. That was the question all year. There was a little bit of tension uh, reportedly between he and Trey Young, but it looks like they sorted it out, especially in the playoffs. Like, you could tell those guys just wanted to win. They were, they, they were happy playing playing together and they're a heck of a one-two punch. So they, they got the important stuff done. And like you said, they didn't really lose anyone important. Chris Dunn wasn't getting that many minutes. I liked that signing for them when it happened, when they picked him up, um, because you obviously want to load up as much defensively uh, when you got Trey Young in your backcourt. You want as many defensive players there as you can get, but he wasn't playing much anyway, so not much of a loss. And Tony Snell wasn't wasn't doing much for them either um i don't shark know about dirt. he's a sharp journeyman <laughs> yeah um, oh, i don't yeah, know it. about uh i don't know about the lou williams signing like i don't i wouldn't have necessarily been rushing to do that yeah um, getting older get, getting older another guy who um you know it, it it might be good to have kind of a veteran guy someone who can put up some points during the regular season um but you know you know what he can do in the playoffs and he he really does limit you uh, aside from it, having a game where he heats up he, he's such a liability on defense so I don't know about that one but DeLon Wright also one of my favorite guys in the league one of the most versatile I love his size um kind of combo guard I loved him with the Raptors I think he's perfect he's a perfect guy to match with uh with Trey Young I'm really excited sure. to see what he does this year because He's a heck of a defender. He can shoot it a little bit. He's, he's still young, so he can kind of grow with this young group of guys. And, uh, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what the Hawks do. It, it might be a bit of a kind of regression to the mean this year. They kind of outperformed expectations last year. You know, no one saw them getting as far as they did. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's wise to you know, expect them to automatically back in the Eastern Conference Finals this year mm-hmm. or anything like that because the East is just still so good around them. Um, but uh, they'll be in the they'll be in the hunt for sure and Trey Young made a believer out of me he is uh, yep he he's amazing the, the, and he's so tough and uh, didn't know that before the playoffs that last year yep. but he, he proved it
0: well I mean I yeah I got I got I'm on the same boat as you I gotta I gotta bite the bullet hand uh, hand up on this one uh, obviously we uh, we were not to have the podcast back then but uh, I dated even in his rookie year for mo like the majority of it. I said Trey Young is going to be a fucking bust. I said <laughs> this guy was going to suck. I, I he he had all the telltale signs of a guy who is so good in college and then was going to flame out because the only he did he you, you did the only thing they had going for him when they were you know, doing draft reports and stuff was like oh he's just like Steph Curry he's just look at yeah. look at this Steph Curry uh, Davidson highlights side by side and it's like okay yes I get it he shoots threes he's exciting yes but his defense even now is still really questionable he's not uh doesn't have great size yeah. uh, i mean he's quick but uh, i mean yeah it's he he gets buckets dropped on his head but the thing is if someone's giving him 30 he's giving them 32 so yeah. i mean he's going to be uh he, he's going to be one of the top players in the league i think for a couple or for years to come now i mean he's really uh this year, especially against the Knicks and the MSG, I mean, we were talking about that. Some guys, you know, they crumble under the bright lights, and he's definitely not one of those guys. And no. that's what makes you a superstar when you show up and you show out on the biggest moments. Uh, yeah. And, you know, as you were saying, I mean, it is going to be a dogfight this year in the East. There's no secret about that. Uh, yeah. And I, I really think that the Hawks are going to kind of be back in the same situation they are, because when you live and die by the offensive ball, it's going to be hard to, you know, compete night in and night out sometimes you're gonna have a yeah. cold shooting night and things just are gonna go south real quick I still yeah. I, I still see them kind of almost like a four five six uh seed right now I mean uh but again like they they, they could easily go on a run but I think yeah. that of all these kind of teams that kind of fit that contender build I think that the Hawks could be the biggest suspect and they could be a fluke uh yeah. waiting to happen here I think I think that the defense definitely still needs things to work on Uh, But, I mean, overall still, I'm a believer in the team. I mean, I love Clint Capella. Yeah, oh, yeah. An amazing pickup for them to get for pretty well nothing. Uh, So, I mean, to get a guy like Clint Capella, who led the league in rebounding last year, fantastic at blocking shots, he's a great guy to have there to kind of hold it down when you have a lot more offensive players on the court. Uh, But, you know, and and as we look at it, like, I mean – It's really, as we said, like going to depend on Trey Young and John Collins meshing together. And I really think that it was kind of John Collins showed out in the playoffs. Oh, he he really proved himself, but he still, people got to remember, he wasn't very good in the regular season. He's been, he's been in trade talks for, I feel like the entire time he's been in Atlanta that they they didn't want to extend him. So I, I still don't think that – I think if they kind of go in a slump, I, I don't think that people should be surprised to see John Collins back on the trade talks.
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. We'll we'll see what he does because obviously they uh, – he, he was a high draft pick for them. He came out of college with a lot of potential, and he is a heck of a player. Um, but he struggled with consistency, and, you know, is is he going to be a good enough outside shooter to kind of hang around out there? Like, we, we, mm-hmm. there's still questions with his game. And even even right now, I, I would struggle to – pinpoint exactly where i would put his ceiling like i I could maybe see him getting to an all-star level type player but there's just still so many question marks um you know like his his his, in the modern game is he a five is he a four you know can he defend on the interior is he quick enough uh, Mm -hmm. on defense you know on switches pick and rolls anything like that there's a lot of question marks but um but in terms of like young players that you want like the construction of like a, a point guard, a fast point guard who can really score. And then a big, a big man around the same age um, who can has kind of versatility in the offensive game. Like that, that's what you mm. want. Any team would want that. Yeah. Um, you know, you're trying to build a franchise. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for those guys uh, to, to make it work, but yeah, if Atlanta is going to take the next step, I think it really is on John Collins to sort of, Get get the consistency up where it needs to be for him to be considered more of like an all star player, or kind of mm-hmm. pushing that boundary. Um, and then we can talk about you know Atlanta getting up there. You know if, if that does happen, I could I could see them plausibly being a third seed if they sure. if they took that sort of if they wanted to make that one of their goals. Um, just with Trey Young and even Bogdanovich um, is still there doing his thing and um, all those guys like uh, yeah offensively they're they're such a dynamite team and that's what you saw in the playoffs they basically got hot for a couple weeks and uh you know blew Philly off the court uh, um you know a seven game series but they outplayed them so much of that so much of that time and uh so so yeah I think John Collins he is the x-factor because Trey Young he I I I think he he's at a point now where he, he doesn't have anything left to prove at least to me I think he'll yeah he'll 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 put up put up the the numbers in the regular season he'll do what he needs to help the team win, but I think it's all on John Collins for the heart. Uh,
0: so yeah. It's, it's interesting. You say that though, Jordan, cause I mean, I feel like we keep circling back around everything. You know, we're talking about Collins' worth. We're talking about, uh, you know, Capella's worth, uh, you know, Trey Young's a superstar. DeLong Wright's a great addition to the bench. Lou Williams. Great. They have DeAndre Hunter. They have Cam Reddish. They have uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, Bogdanovich. I mean, they have a ton of, you know, depth on the wing and at the two guard, like, they they're they're totally fine there, but when it comes to the bigs, that's where you know they're still the weakest. I mean, uh, uh, the young guy, the young center they just drafted uh, last year, Kung Wu It's going to be make or break, I think, for him. He's going to really have to show up because you know in the playoffs at times, you know, he he hustled, he did what he could, and same with the regular season. But he's still super raw. He's only I think about six eight or six yeah. nine. He's not a very big center. He's tough. He's strong. No doubt about that, but he's not a—he's uh, not going to be getting you buckets or anything. So when he gets those minutes, he's going to have to really step up and hold it down defensively for these guys because they don't have a lot of defensive players on that team. Uh, another guy yeah. that's really going to have to step it up, I had mentioned his name earlier. I mean, he was, uh, I believe, the fourth overall pick, DeAndre Hunter. He's got to yeah. really step it up. I mean, it's been two, three years now he's been in the league and he's literally done nothing. Yeah, and that's harsh, but I haven't seen anything from him. He seems just about the same as he was when he came in. He's a two-way guy. And that draft class itself, I believe it's Jarrett Culver, was uh, third yeah. or fifth or something. And now he's yeah. and he's riding the pine. And um, where is it now? He's in uh, Memphis or something? Yeah, he's
1: off Minnesota now. He's somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I
0: think it's Memphis now because he's in that Pat Beverly trade so it, yeah it, yeah yeah it's it's insane to look at some of these guys and DeAndre Hunter's one of those guys he's gonna to have to really find his game and if not I mean he's gonna play himself out of the league and or at least just glued to a bench somewhere
1: so Matt I I haven't heard this out there but if you were Daryl Morey and the Hawks GM I think Travis Schlank somebody I think that's his name Schlanker called, Schlank called you up uh, and uh offered you a John Collins-centered package for Ben Simmons. What do you say?
0: I mean, again, as long as he wants to transition and play the three or the four, I actually think I would, might pull the trigger on that because they've got plenty of shooters. Yeah. Uh, and the money makes sense. So I, I think that would be interesting, a Trey Young and Ben Simmons partnership there. I mean, uh, it could be a definitely a dynamic duo. I mean, uh, uh, what do you think about that trade yourself?
1: Yeah, well, I ju- it just popped into my brain when we were talking about it. Like, I think... I think probably the reason it hasn't come across anyone's mind is that uh, Embiid and Collins, if you're Philly, that's kind of a, kind of a, like a jam um, in terms divide. of them. Yeah, exactly. In terms of them sharing the floor together, but even that pairing, I, I wouldn't hate because John Collins's sort of weaknesses defensively inside are covered up by, by Embiid uh, with sure. what he can do. One of the best interior defenders in the league and can spread the floor for Embiid. A little bit more because to be honest i i want mb doing less floor spacing um yes less than he likes to do i want him inside that's where he's most dominant um you know he thinks he's a good three-point shooter and he can he can he can hit him but statistically uh that's not the shot you want him taking you want him in, uh, down you know in the low block so for sure i wouldn't even hate that for philly but i would really like that for uh for atlanta like trey young and pairing him with ben simmons uh like like i was saying with uh, on the last pod, uh, if Simmons was going to go anywhere, I'd want him with like a dynamic point guard, like Dame, cause he can be, mm. they can kind of recreate what Steph and Draymond do, which is, you know, the high pick and roll. And then when, uh, you got shooters spacing, spacing everything out. Um, and if you, you get the ball to, to Simmons, he can kind of facilitate, uh, on the short roll, like, like Draymond does. And that can be really dangerous. I think that's where, uh, Simmons will be you know, if he ever gets a chance to play in that that spot, kind of do that thing, that sort of thing on the floor, that's where he'd be most
0: successful. So, definitely, I don't know, man. No, I think that's a good idea. I mean, you should run that by him, send him an I email, should, yeah. back something. I mean, I think
1: Schlenker at AtlantaHawks.com probably. I think right? that's
0: his email. I think yeah, that's what's right. in, uh, I think that was what we have. I think
1: it's in our, that's uh, our contact. I think I'll DM Daryl on, uh, on Twitter.
0: Perfect. All right. If if anyone else has any other contacts to NBA GMs, just let us know. Yeah, please. We'll, We'll sort it out. We'll kind of be the uh liaisons to, you know, uh getting everything sorted out for these guys. Uh, but as we sum up the uh the young and exciting Hawks, we are going to transition to another young and exciting team, uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, they are led obviously by uh La Mello Ball, uh, you might have heard of him, rookie of the year, a uh, bit of a controversial rookie of the year to some people, but uh, mm-hmm. they uh, they drafted pretty high in the lottery this year, number 11, selecting James Book Knight. They also acquired Kai Jones out of Texas, JT Thor, and Scotty Lewis, quite the draft class. Uh, mm-hmm. they signed Ish Smith and Kelly Oubre in free agency, and they got uh, Mason Plumley and Wes Bawundu, uh, via trade. Uh, they lost Devontae Graham in a trade to uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. And uh, as well, they lost Cody Zeller and Malik Monk in free agency to Portland and Los Angeles, respectfully. Uh, I mean, Jordan, when you look at it, they're shifting to young and they're shifting to build around mellow ball. I mean, do you think this is the right move? Do you think LaMelo showed enough in that rookie year to show that he's a, a cornerstone guy?
1: I do. I do. I'm a LaMelo believer, and uh... – you know, it, it, I, I wasn't sure what to think of him coming when he came into the league, you know, if he was in Lithuania and then he was in uh, Australia. Yeah. And I I was kind of on the fence. Uh, like, I I, I I hope this doesn't sound like a cop-out, but I either thought he was going to be a bust or he was going to be really good. Like, I thought his sort sure. of flashiness was and his cerebral kind of like the his the, the way he's just plays so confidently, you could see that all through even his old high school clips.
0: Yeah, He'd a lot of Pointed right, at half court. shot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, then the jump shot too. Um, But I thought he was either going to come into the league. People were going to hate him. He, his style was going to annoy people. And he was going to sort of, you know, quickly fade to the background or I thought that this was kind of a possibility. What happened was that, you know, he joins a Charlotte team in need of kind of some leadership and some sort of, you know, young talent um, with good size athleticism, like, uh, someone who can lead the team going forward. And, and For sure. that, that's what he did. He, he got there and he made everyone around him better. That's, that's why you love players. That's why I like him so much. He, he, he loves to run and that, that Charlotte team actually, you know, they, 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 they did make it to the, to the play in, they, they got whooped by Indiana, but they were still a team that was uh, scary to play just because he brings that electric sort of athletic, um, Nature and he plays with those other athletes. Which bridge is it? Is it? Is it Miles? Miles. Is it Miles?
0: Yeah, he's what a, a connection.
1: Yeah, what a connection they have. Um, the the Charlotte announcers alone.
0: Uh, I, doing, uh, I was about to say, okay, yeah. Can we? Can I get on that real quick? Can we have my rant really early. Get oh, here it we away. go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, I hate the Charlotte announcers, man. It's so overrated. They want to be Jack Armstrong so bad, and Matt Devlin, man. Oh my lord. People, oh my god, they're so good. They're so good. And then now Whoa. people are like, "Oh, well, now he just does an overlay up." It's like, "Yeah, he's a nutcase. This guys <laughs> play on like 5 Red Bulls. He's jacked to the moon." This guy's nuts. Come on, Matt. Don't be a hater. No. I'm I'm not into it, man. I don't feel it. It's not my thing. Maybe maybe next year. Like again, I love the excitement. Like for yeah. one play, but we'll make it yeah. When Miles Bridges does like a windmill poster or something, yeah, get out of your seats. Let's get loud. But like yeah. they were doing that for like he would like someone would just make a layup like in garbage time, and then they're like, oh, that's the that's the dagger, the mellow ball. Uh, like okay, but yeah, but moved, but... Yeah, like I, I mean, the, the, as you're saying, like yeah, they they they're a very athletic team. They're very young. Move the ball really well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this year could be a high like, like they could again be in that play in tournament they could be a little bit worse because obviously as i said like they are kind of shifting to a younger team yeah. uh it might be tough you know the other because these young guys are going to get a lot of minutes like uh I, like james Knight is going to get some heavy minutes off the bench i think uh yeah kai jones i'm not sure about but he's again like i don't know if you've seen much of his tape uh but he's a he's one of the best athletes in the draft great yeah. vertical and he's almost a seven footer so they're gonna be really fun to watch. I mean, people say like league pass oh, yeah. that that's you. Oh, yeah, last
1: year they already were, and it's even more so this year. Yeah, hell yeah. So
0: I, I'm really looking forward to that. One of the things I have written down because I I kind of I didn't like it when it first happened, started to like it a little bit more, and now I'm back to not liking it. Gordon Hayward and his fit on this team don't mm. like it at all. I don't think he fits it. He's really good as a veteran presence. But he's making upwards, I think, around, like, it's almost like $30 million. And I think yeah. he still has two or three years left on that huge deal. Yeah, It's going to be hard to find people that would want to take him. And he's still serviceable by all yeah. means. Definitely a good team. Definitely a good guy. But, I mean, like, what are you thinking about Gordon Hayward's fit right now with, uh, with the Hornets?
1: Yeah, you know, to be honest, it was always a bit of a weird fit. But, like, yeah, especially the contract he got, it seemed so big for someone who's had so many injury problems. Yeah. Didn't seem like there was much of a market for him. It's not like teams were at each other's throats trying to sign him. the when he signed, to was it last year? Is it the year, year before? I guess it was last offseason?
0: Yeah, I think everything got messed up because of the bubble.
1: Yeah, you're right. Well, whenever it was, um, but uh, like everyone says, with a small market like like Charlotte, like you you got no choice if you if you want um, a, a big name player or even like a medium sized name player like like Hayward is. this point uh you got to pay a little bit more than the big market teams will yeah uh, you know would have to for for a player like that so um i get why they did it but the fit is definitely starting to it's getting worse as time goes on because you know he started off the season really well with them um and then got injured again and was out missed missed an extended period of time and then is kind of there you'd think he'd be there to help facilitate winning a little bit but i don't think he's quite at that level and uh you know even that that sort of caliber of player anymore to really make that much of a difference anyway yeah take away minutes from the young guys especially if they just signed kelly Oubre, who's a little bit younger um you know you want him out there as a swing man it, you know if you use your one of your well he's pretty much your biggest signing of the offseason other than um who you got in the draft and uh so yeah the fit is definitely strange but, um, you know, if he can actually be on the floor this year and provide kind of a veteran yeah. uh, presence um, and it helps Charlotte kind of climb up the, the standings, then that move is a little bit more justified. But, but it's definitely a weird fit. I agree.
0: And I think they're going to have to rely on him a little bit more, too, in the beginning of the year uh, with uh, trying to you know, get these young guys uh, adjusted to the NBA game, adjusted to the bright lights and everything. I mean, uh, yeah. it's not going to come day one. Uh, so, I mean, he's going to have to, he's going to be a big role player for them. Uh, I mean, he'll, yeah, he'll definitely be starting, but even then, uh, I mean, you could see him end up maybe taking like a six man approach or just not even like, I, I it really, with honestly, now that like when you talk about it, like he could be anything to this team. Yeah. he could be yeah. a starter playing like 28, 29 minutes a game. He could be kind of just there to start the games and then close them out. I yeah. mean, uh, we'll see. I mean, it, it's going to be an interesting guy to watch. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're talking about the, 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 the acquisitions they made. We talked about Ubre there. Uh, Ish Smith, one of my favorite names in the NBA. <laughs> I think it's just nice and clean. Ish. Yep. Uh, but I actually also, I'm really happy with uh, the signing of Mason Plumley. Uh, I've been a big Plumley guy for uh, ever since he was on the, the Nets. Yeah. Uh, uh, so far back that uh, they got the, the incidental contact block on the LeBron oh, to win yes. the game. If you remember that. Yes, 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 uh, yes. But, yeah, Mason Plumley, you know, good passing big man he learned a lot when his uh time in denver with uh with jokic yeah you yes. got something behind you there we, have, we got a big dog on the set everybody oh we got a big God, dog it's jordan's uh jordan's that's uh, not his dog it's somebody's dog we're finding dogs uh, all over yeah, my
1: girlfriend annie's dog named Try. little uh what is it uh, bichon little white bichon mixed with another little white french dog
0: it's a white dog everybody a little white yeah. dog <laughs> but but No, no, I think Mason (laughs) Plumley likes white dogs too. I think he does. I think I've seen about it. But yeah, Mason Plumley, I think is going to be big for them because they, again, uh, you know, I I feel like this is kind of something that I I dwell on and I really look into as we kind of move into small ball reality, small ball world. But uh, I think that uh, Mason Plumley is a really good signing for them. I mean, he might not finish out games, but he can shoot enough. uh, Obviously, not from deep, but like he's got a bit of a mid range game. Uh, he plays really good defense. Uh, he can guard out on the perimeter enough to, you know, give your, give yourself time to switch or give yourself at least a, a fighting chance to stop a, a guard uh, on the mismatch. So, yeah. I mean, I think Plumlee's going to, you know, he's going to be a lot more serviceable than people are going to give him credit. Uh, had a really underrated season last year uh, on, uh, in Detroit. So, uh, I mean, for a guy that's bounced around the league so much, uh, I'm actually pretty big on that signing.
1: Yeah, and I oh, I was so sick of seeing Cody Zeller in a Charlotte's uh, Charlotte Hornets uniform. Just yeah, get him top, out of
0: there. We're talking about these crazy draft picks. Cody Zeller, Ugh. holy hell, what a top five pick. Am I right? <laughs> I feel like that guy's been uh, in the league for like 20 years.
1: Yeah, I know. And it, God, he just, to me, when I think of this most recent era of the uh, the Charlotte Hornets, the at best mediocre to at worst worst team you want to watch in the league just horrible horrible hopeless that's yeah. who i think of Cody Zeller is freaking balding head Michael reminds, me of, you, Matt, reminds me of you how about that reminds me <laughs> of
0: you buddy. reminds me of you how about that um,
1: <laughs> yeah so Cody Zeller's gone they should be rejoicing yeah Mason plummy i like him a lot too he's uh he brings just kind of a like a grown-up in the room in the front court like he knows what he's doing he doesn't do sure. anything flashy but he's uh I think he's a great pickup for them and you know yeah still not high expectations for the Hornets overall I, they'd be in my eyes especially this year um you know with the kind of longer off season and everyone kind of getting back to where they were teams are going to actually start Um, you know, trying no excuses anymore for the, you know, the bubble and the shortened season and um, everything. Um, I think the East just as a whole is going to be better and Charlotte's going to have a harder time uh, winning games this year in general. So they'll be fighting. I think they'll be fighting to get into the play in mix, but, but they can get there. And once they're in, you know, if LaMelo has taken that step, um, you know, mainly as a, as a shooter uh, and just sort of more, all around well rounded especially on defense uh even though he kind of holds his own there uh, for, sure. for for such a young guy but uh if he can get marginally better and keep keeping everyone involved on that team and you also we'll see what Kelly Oubre does cuz he's kind of up and down it's mostly about how well he yeah. can shoot the ball but uh but yeah i can i can see them being in that play and mix and uh and i like where they're going as a as a franchise i like the direction they're going and that you that was hard for you to say uh, these past <laughs> few years.
0: Yeah, well, I think, I think that that's kind of, you know, that's the thing. I mean, the, the, this team has something that a Hornets team and the Hornets fans haven't had in a long time. That's some hope. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, they've got something to look forward to even this year. I mean, you know, they, they, they're going to have an exciting basketball team to watch, something they haven't had in years. Yeah. I mean, you know, as we said, like the best Hornets team I can think of, honestly, probably ever was when they won uh, a couple games against, I believe it was Miami uh yeah. first round but, uh, the year before Kemba left yep yep or the year that Kemba left I suppose but I mean big things are going to come there LaMelo Ball seems like he's going to be a stud we'll see if uh, they drafted the right guys to build around and uh again we need to touch about you know Terry Rozier that's a 20 point per game score scary Terry I mean yeah right uh,
1: well I'm glad they just chose between him and Devontae Graham because they, sure. they were too similar and yeah. you don't want them both out there just pick, and yeah, I think Rozier is probably the better choice.
0: So, 100%. Definitely a more explosive guy. Can take over games a little bit better. But, yeah. uh, you know, as we uh, we finish up in Charlotte, uh, you know, quit, uh, cue the Wiz Khalifa, Jordan. Uh, we're moving to the Miami Heat, and uh, we're going to have to talk about their uh, offseason acquisitions. Uh, they signed uh, Jimmy Butler to a new extension, as well as Duncan Robinson, $90 million. Sheesh. Sheesh. Uh, they picked up right DJ man. Yeah, white man, you know, he definitely Congrats can't The white man can shoot. He'll dunk when it's worth three points. <laughs> uh, P.J. Tucker, Marquise Morris, Victor Oladipo, Gabe Vincent, Marks, not, but Mark Struce, Max Struce, Dwayne Deadman, and, of course, the sign and trade for Kyle Lowry. Uh, they traded away Goran Dragut and Precious Achua, as we mentioned uh, in uh, our episode yesterday. Uh, and then they also uh, lost Trevor Ariza, Nemanja Balizia, Andre Iguodala, and Kendrick Nunn. Uh, some, uh, some decent losses there, but I think that this team's really bought into the no excuses. They're going to, they're going to walk into anyone's team, gym, anyone's barn, and they're going to kick some ass, take some names, and they're going to play. They're going to hold teams to 90 points per game. I mean, this is. Pack the barn,
1: right, Matt? Pack Pack the barn. barn. Pack the 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 chatty barn.
0: barn. Yeah. Pack the barn boys. Uh, the heater in town, (laughs) but, uh, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm fully in on this heat team right now. Uh, I, I think that they could make, like, I mean, when you look at this and, I mean, obviously people give them, you know, the, the fluke season because it was in the bubble. But, I mean, you compare this team to their their finals run uh, in the bubble, I mean, this team is far and away better. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Butler was, had a huge underrated season uh, la- uh, last year. I mean, he, he looked like a stud still. Bam out of bio is just coming into his own. I mean, he's going to be one of the top three centers if he isn't already in some people's minds. I know he's up there. Uh, especially as a defensive guy uh, and then getting uh, an all-star point guard and Kyle Lowry uh, PJ Tucker showed his value I mean it's insane that Milwaukee wouldn't just pay him a couple extra million yeah. uh, and they let him walk after he was instrumental in that title run there uh, wow. so and then they and then they get one of the Morris twins Markeith I mean uh, probably the lesser of the two but still you know he's no slu- he's no slub there so I mean, yeah. what are you feeling about the heat? I mean, I think that this is going to be a badass team. I think that they're uh, they're going to be tough to beat.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, like, I, I think, uh, obviously, for this team, they're they're going to hang their hat on their defense. Um, you know, we'll see where Victor Oladipo can get back to. I, I don't think sure. the organization's hoping, um, you know, holding out any hope that he can get back to any sort of, you know, even close to the um kind of all nba guy he was those last few years in indiana but uh like if he gets even even close to that point especially defensively like if if you if you got a lineup lowry oladipo butler pj tucker and uh bam Adebayo, like that that's almost like an all defensive team i know some of those guys are getting up there in age like lowry um sure. even 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 tucker and butler but hey, some of the best are defenders
0: just, are the old guys
1: yeah no and they're they're smart and uh They're all team guys too, which is, uh, you know, it's going to bode well for them, Uh, you know, during the regular season into the playoffs. Like uh, they've definitely improved like leaps and bounds over what they were last year. And they needed to, because they got swept out of the playoffs by the Bucs. They were, you know, hoping to build on the success when they went to the finals in the bubble. But I think, you know, the heat culture is what got them there um, or partly what got them there. I, I think there was some truth to that, that, you know, some teams that otherwise would have made it far in the bubble, like, like the bucks Um, and other teams, there was so much going on and, you know, it was, they were, everyone was kind of thrown for a loop. Um, So I think there was an element of flukiness to their finals run. Sure. Uh, But that's, you know, it's still a heck of a task getting to the, getting through the entirety of the East uh, beating the bucks and beating the Celtics and taking two games off the Lakers. So um, adding on to that, Now they're kind of hungry, ready to prove themselves again Um, with with older guys like, yeah, like Lowry and Butler and Tucker, those three guys alone. They're going to just bring such a toughness to the team. They're kind of doubling down on what's made them really good the past few years. And I just, you know, I I don't know how far they're going to go, but all I know is I would not want to play these guys in the playoffs. I I think that would be a, a heck of a task, no matter who you are, even if you're Brooklyn, even if you're Milwaukee, these guys are going to be a tough out.
0: I mean, that yeah, I, I think that you nailed the the nail on the head right there. I, I mean, uh, it, it's it, it's gonna be intense to watch these Heat home games when the crowd yeah. is getting fired up. Like they got, I, I'll give them that. Like they've got a good, they got a good crowd in their barn there. Uh, yes. And I mean, uh, the, yeah, the Heat are gonna be terrorizing teams all over the league. I mean, they're gonna have their hands in the pocket. They're gonna have their hands in the cookie jar. They're gonna yeah. be squatting at the rim. It's gonna be, they're gonna beat teams up. Yeah, and they're yeah. going to be getting in people's faces. They're, they're going to probably have at least two bench-clearing scrums a game because they got yeah. some trash talkers there. I mean, they're not going to be playing around. There are a bunch of men out there. Uh, and yeah. one of the things I like, you know, obviously – And Tyler
1: like, Hero and Duncan Robinson. Well, and then, and then a few boys. Yeah,
0: yeah, a couple boys. A couple, couple, uh, couple, couple little dogs around <laughs> the big dogs. Uh, but, you know, that, that's kind of what my point was going to be there is that, you know, obviously the defensive uh, identity team, they're still okay for when it comes to scoring the Rock. But yeah. uh, I mean, if they were to get down in a game, they can just throw in Hero and Robinson, and yeah. then just let them work off ball and put the put the three ball up, and yeah. they hit at a high clip. I mean, they're two of the best young shooters in the league. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the the Ma- Miracle Whip boys, uh, the Miracle Whip tandem, uh, <laughs> I mean, they they've shown that they can get buckets. Uh, I, I I'm still, I mean. I'm really not a big fan of the Duncan Robinson signing. Uh, I know some people were into it, but I mean, he's a lot older than people think just because he came into the NBA late. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure he's about 27 or 28. uh, And now he signed he's locked up to 90 million for a guy like Robinson. I think that's a, that's an astronomical price for essentially a a spot. 27, 27, 27. Okay. Yeah. So I nailed that. Nailed that one. Yeah. But even then, by the end of that contract, uh, extension rather, he's going to be over 30. And I mean, yeah. obviously the shot's probably not going to be going anywhere. Uh, yeah. I mean, JJ Reddick retired, so now Duncan Robinson can blossom. So it's, yes. it makes, makes space, but still, yeah. even then he's, he's got good length. He's got good height. He is a, he's no slouch on defense, but he's got, you know, he's got heavy, he's got heavy feet. Just happens to be uh, what yeah. happens with those kinds of guys. But I mean, it, it's just, it's a lot of money to lock up to just a shooter. Um, yeah so far it's worked out okay like they didn't shoot themselves in the foot too hard but I mean like how do you feel about this contract Jordan because I I, just I don't see the value there I'm fine with locking him up long term to a you know a higher bill but I think that this is going to come back to bite them down the line
1: yeah yeah I definitely you know uh, it's kind of the situation with uh, like Gordon Hayward what the Hornets were kind of forced into doing if they want a guy like that you're going to kind of you're going to have to overpay and you know yep. shooting is the the uh most sought after skill in the nba i think that's safe to say uh in in the modern game um you need good shooters to be successful good three-point shooters and Duncan robinson's unique because of his height like what, what is he six nine six ten
0: not even okay. he's six, six, I think. Oh, he's six
1: seven six seven sorry okay but, so he's,
0: but, he's not very tall well he's tall but
1: he, well yeah so and and he kind of plays he plays up a little bit normally they run him out at the four a lot of the time yeah and uh um, he's got that high release, you know, he, so, so he's, you know, I, I see his value um, on a winning team and he's obviously a heck of a shooter, one of the best in the league, but um, I do, I do worry when, when guys who basically only have one skill get long and big contracts, you know, you, you'd think you can get someone else who kind of does maybe 85% of the offensive, you know, stuff that Duncan Robinson does in terms of the shooting, but can maybe defend a little bit more, can put yep. the ball on the floor or something like that. I like more versatile guys. So um, I agree with you. It's, 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 you know, something I'd be worried about locking, locking a guy in long-term who, who's only got the one skill, but when the skill happens to be shooting you know, teams are doing it these days, that's you kind of got to suck it up and do it because this team without Robinson, you um, you know, is, is not nearly as dangerous. They, they need to load up on the shooting too, because yeah. Jimmy Butler, he's, he's a good, he's a heck of a player, especially the, in, in the finals run. He showed what he can do. And he's, he's always been clutch. You know, he can take over games late, um, but he's not quite on that same level of, you know, the KDs and the LeBrons. He's kind of a one B. And sure. uh, so you, you need a little bit more help around him than, than maybe you, you would with the, the, those other guys. And um, yeah, you want to put shooters around him. And, uh, so I get it, but I, I, agree. It's, it's a bit much for me.
0: Well, we're talking about high price tags here. Kyle Lowry, that five, that, 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 max deal. I mean, he got I, what he wanted. He got, he got what he wanted. I'm happy. Get the bag, Kyle. You you, yeah. you go Kyle. I mean, I'm all for it. I mean, uh, we're not paying him, So that works <laughs> for me. I mean, he was still amazing, uh, this past year in Toronto. I mean, so probably their best player,
1: uh, yep. all yeah. around.
0: I mean, for sure. But it's, uh, it's a big price tag and it's a long term and he's not yeah. getting any younger. He doesn't have a, a long uh, injury history, which is a plus. And, yeah. you know, knock on wood, you know, that everything's going to be fine and uh, in the future of his career. But I mean, again, this is another contract. I think that they're kind of, you know, they're, they're If they don't, if they can't get to a finals this year or next year, this is going to be uh, it's going to be hard to watch in Miami. They're going to be dealing yeah. with a lot of smoked clear, uh Lowry is again he's a great defender he's going to be able to shoot the ball well for them i mean everybody knows how he plays it's just how long is it going to last because you know yeah. father time's undefeated i'll say it once i'll say it again man it's 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 not going to work out when you give these older guys these giant price tags and right yeah. now that's the this is the only time that it works but 5 years down the line it this could be this could be trouble
1: yeah yeah yeah, well, it's clear the Heat went all in. Um, like, there's, and and even even doing that, like right now, is kind of it, it. It makes me wonder um, if the Heat were, were were smart to do that. I guess that was pretty much their only choice when you got when you got someone like um, Jimmy Butler is getting up there in age, who you gave up a lot to get. You you want to maximize yeah. your window while he's there, but it's just so tough right now when you're looking across the across the room at Brooklyn and. Yeah. And Milwaukee and even Atlanta. Um, like I could see a dogfight series between Atlanta and uh, Miami. If they met in the finals, I
0: Flash of the styles.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who would come out on top there just because uh, it, it is, it is a team kind of built on their defense and their toughness, but I can see them struggling in the playoffs to score the ball. Um, like they're going to be counting on mucking up the game, really slowing things down and winning games, you know, 90 to 85. Yeah, Uh, but that's not as easy to do anymore. So um, yeah, they, they've went all in Um, you know, respect to them for doing that. I, I, I'm always a fan when teams say let's go for it um, even if it's not like a sure thing. Um, But uh, you know, it's, it's hard to predict where they're going to fall just because of, uh, yeah, I think uh, ultimately it'll be their offense in the playoffs that will determine, you know, whether they're going to, get to the Eastern conference finals, possibly the finals, or if they're yep. going to flame out in the second round. Um, cause I could, I could see both things happening, but it, uh, it really, really will, will depend on how, how kind of, how much of a star Jimmy Butler can turn into Cause we've seen kind of a yep. bit of both, like when the finals run, he put up stats almost identical or better to LeBron, um, yep. in that, in that uh, throughout the playoffs and in the finals, but last year when they got swept, he was abysmal, just yep. terrible. Um, and um he was so, doing
0: that meme where he's bending over the, yeah. the sideline the whole series
1: yeah he was he was he gave up but, but uh yeah so so yeah it's another one of those teams where you're at least for me you're not quite sure where they're going to land you're not sure also with these older guys how seriously are they going to take seeding in the regular season you know are they going to really try and get a get a top seed are they going to rest their guys because Um, You know, especially Kyle and and Jimmy Butler, the fresher they are in the playoffs, the higher your chance for success. Um, And even Bam Adebayo, like he he was kind of really ascending and was just sort of the talk of the league when he had that crazy block on Tatum and was playing so well in the playoffs in the bubble, but last season into the playoffs and even I, I don't know how much stock you want to put into this but uh, in team usa when he played there for the olympics he was not great he was mm-hmm. played off the floor a lot of the time he was kind of a uh kind of like a like a tweener like like we weren't sure how much how much value he, he brought and they pop often would uh, opt for one of the perimeter guys instead of him like zach levine other guys like that so we'll we'll see there there are still some question marks but um no doubt in my mind they've improved leaps and bounds
0: yeah well i think that uh, you know i think we've kind of gone over everything we can i think that we are sounding a little more critical than we actually are but i think that you know you have to be when you're talking about a team that in my opinion is definitely a dark horse title contender Uh, i think i would put that label on them for sure if i was going to do it do it for a team in the the east i think that this year alone they they will be a title contender 100 percent yeah um we're going to move on now to a team that is 100% not a title contender in, oh, uh, the Orlando Magic. Uh, I mean, it's not going to be a magical year. I can tell you that much. I mean, uh, you might need the Mickey Mouse ring for them. Uh, but they, you know, they had the fourth overall pick this year. They acquired Jalen Suggs. They also got Franz Wagner, the Germaniac, with the eighth overall pick. Uh, they oh, added the, the crazy man, the man who loves to fight the mascots, Robin Lopez. Uh, <laughs> and then they lost Otto Porter, which is probably a good thing to uh, the Warriors. Yeah. Not a crazy offseason for the Magic. I mean, again, it's, it really never is. Uh, loaded up another guard. They got Mo Wagner, who they acquired during the season. They got his brother now, Franz. Yeah. I mean, they'll have a German combination there, rocking in the front court maybe, especially in a yeah. death lineup. Uh, I mean, it could be interesting to see them shoot the rock. I mean, Franz seems to maybe be the better of the two. But then again, I mean, people thought Mo was going to be, like, a really good player, and he's kind of been hey, – Yeah, uh,
1: Michigan, so- that man was great. He was hey, great.
0: He was uh, amazing. That's what I'm saying. He was amazing in college. Fantastic player. Took him to the, the finals, I believe. Uh,
1: yeah, final four there. at least. Uh, yeah. yeah, I to the finals. Yeah, I don't know. But, but classic, classic, amazing, tall white guy. You know, Kaminsky, <laughs> uh, Wagner, Leitner. Love these guys. But-
0: Decker. Decker <laughs> but you know I, I as we look at them I mean I think they're probably gonna be in the, the running for the, the 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 sink here I think they're gonna yep. be circling the barrel there I think they're gonna they're gonna be the worst team in the east in my opinion yeah uh, I think that there's maybe one other team that they could and we will get to them uh, in a couple episodes from now uh, out in the west that I I personally believe they're gonna be fighting for the the Chet Holmgren lottery uh so I mean when you look at this team, Jordan, I mean, what what are you thinking?
1: Oh God, man, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. Like they're they've just slowly, slowly. Like you talk about hope, they've been slowly losing hope <laughs> for me in my mind for the past. Oh God, even since since Dwight, probably since Dwight Howard got traded. Like That's there's really gonna... <laughs> not much been going on there. Like they've made the playoffs a few times. Like do do they still have the same coach? What's his name? The ball guy. Steve um, Clifford, Steve Clifford. Is he still there? He's not.
0: Like he is, he, he is, is. But again, with Orlando, like he could be gone for four years and I wouldn't know. And I wouldn't. Well,
1: exactly. Care. Well, yeah. But like there was a period where they were trying to be, uh, you know, they were trying to be competent. They were trying to be a, an okay team. Like they took that first game off the Raptors in 2019 uh, that first round series, uh, the, uh, the game winner by DJ Augustine, you know, like they, they had, yeah. they, they've had teams that have, you know, tried to be more than just tanking, tanking young teams, but it really hasn't done them any good. Like, what do they have to show for it? Almost nothing. What Mobamba um, I will say I love Jonathan Isaac and I wish uh, somehow he could True, get yeah. out of there. I don't see it happening. Cause he's kind of one of their, one of their only bright sort of young cornerstones. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, So yeah, who knows what's going to happen with them down the line, but you know, the, the only thing really worth talking about is, is Jalen Suggs. Um, He's again, I know you were heartbroken. The Raptors didn't take him. I'm I'm still not sure. Time will tell my, my sort of argument for Scotty Barnes over him is that Jalen Suggs is no doubt the more impactful player right now, but you know, down the line four or five years, Scotty Barnes, athletic gifts, you know, his potential. Um, could kind of flip that script and be the better choice overall, but we'll see. Um, but the uh, the only thing for sure, you know, that that we know is Jalen Suggs is going to impact winning right away. Like at Gonzaga, he mm-hmm. was such a good leader. He could shoot the ball. He can pass the ball. He had that incredible half court shot that he banked in. Yeah, um, insane. And that that play where he blocked a guy and then was taking it up the right hand side of the floor and this crazy full length bounce pass to one of the I think it was the tall, tall white Gonzaga guy um, for a dunk, like these, these uh, really memorable plays. And you you just knew he was going to be an impactful player. So definitely the right choice for the magic. But, but even, even when you say that, like they, they've got Suggs now and they've got um, Cole Anthony and they still got Markel Fultz. So they've kind of got a, some, some soul searching to do. They've got a bit of a log jam at that, that that position and they're going to sort of, I guess, play out this season the next few to see who they like see who they want to keep see see what direction they're going to go in but they're no. they're not going to be in the play in hunt they're going to be yep. just developing guys and uh yeah ho- hopefully you know for their sake they they lose as much as possible yeah, get back in the
0: lottery they're they're incredibly guard heavy i mean yeah you nailed it there i mean uh they, they're it's going to be in the worst part is they're all young it's not like they have a, yeah, like, no, a center yeah. piece and then a bunch of uh you know kind of uh bench warming guys that they can build around him, but like they've got three young guards who all shown flashes of the you know, potential. Like I think Cole Anthony, you know, is going to be a, an amazing player in the NBA. Like last year before he got injured, I mean, he was fantastic. He had a game winner. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think he's going to be something special. Uh, I mean, Markel Foltz, like we'll see. I mean, he's been showing his, he'll never be like the number one pick. I don't feel like he'll never live up to that. moniker. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he's he's at least fighting to show he's not like an Anthony Bennett. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he's he's definitely not in that category even now. I mean, he's, he's shown it. Uh, I'm pretty sure he dunked on LeBron, so who cares? <laughs> um, so, I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes. But, uh, again, that's what I – and then when you look at, like, even their center depth, so, like, they've got all these, this logjam of, you know, how they're going to sort minutes there. And then they've got Wendell yeah. Carter Jr. from yep. the Bulls who is serviceable. Big yep. man, gets boards, can defend the rim. But, I yeah mean, I, I like
1: him i like him but but he,
0: he's he's kind of and now i feel like a hypocrite because i keep talking about i like these big I, i'm like oh they need big guys do a hook shot yes do a hook <laughs> shot yeah block shot yeah 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 pick and roll pick and roll no pop but like he's again he's like, uh, that, but with him he doesn't do it the right way he's just too slow he's not i don't know he's there's something about him I, he's he's just missing like a little bit of oomph in his step yeah, I just need yeah. him to, to pick up a if he can just like, I don't know, maybe lose like 10 pounds just like to get a little <laughs> yeah. bit more, a little more speed or something. But yeah, I that would it. help him. Yeah. For, for right now, I think he'll actually be a very important player on this team. He'll probably have to keep them in a lot of games just to, you know, if they're in a close one there, he's going to be, he's going to have to guard. Cause again, their guards aren't really defensive oriented either. So well, he's going to have mm-hmm. to be, you know, switching over. He's going to have to be playing a lot of help defense. So uh, uh, I think he's going to be, uh, he's going to be big. He's going to be instrumental there. Uh, and also just before I forget, uh, so they, they, Steve Clifford, I believe, just left. They replaced him this in this offseason. His name is Jamal Mosley. Oh, yeah, from the Mavs. Mavs. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So,
0: uh, apologies, bad journalism on us. Shame, 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 uh, for not knowing that. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, whatever. Uh, it's the magic. Who cares? Sorry, (laughs) magic fans, but who cares? Uh, I mean, Uh, you probably do, but they're the new
1: Hornets. They're the new Hornets. I'm telling you
0: true like again the way that i kind of was thinking about when you were saying like since the dwight howard trade obviously things went blah they were horrible then yeah. they kind of worked it back up as we were saying like the highlights of the dj augustine upsetting the Bucks in game one uh, as well but like obviously they were just mediocre all those years yeah like they they got pretty much not i guess they got a good pick out of it with for the Vucevic trade but they kind of did that too late i don't know that's the bulls problem now uh but i mean it feels like they've been getting choked out and then right when you're about to lose unconsciousness, they wake you back up and they're like, hold on, there's hope here. Hold on, hold on. And then they start choking you right back out. That's yeah. what it feels like. I feel like they're finally going in for the kill and you're not going to be, You're not, your eyes aren't coming back open for this one. That's, yeah, how I, that's how I feel about this Magic team. I mean, if I was a Magic fan, I would be, I, I would be, uh, stress level 9.8 right now <laughs> dealing with this stuff so like i i'm fingers crossed that they can like i'd be praying that they can land you know one of these top guys like even like apollo benchero uh yeah. coming out i mean like if they can get some guy like that yeah. that could really help them out because if they if they can get a dominant like 4 or 5 then then things could really start looking up but yeah. uh again they're going to have to be smart with their their draft decisions they're going to have to really embrace the tank yes and uh I mean, we'll see how it goes. I mean, uh, as we said, like Franz Wagner, maybe he'll turn out to be good. We aren't even really talking about him much. We're talking more about Mo. But who knows? Maybe the the Germaniacs will show out and show, they'll uh, they'll be hitting threes. They'll be dunking. I mean, Mo Wagner looked like German Jesus out there uh, for the German <laughs> national team. I watched this year; he was going crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So, no, I, it. I, it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, but yeah, I think the next step is just you know let the young guys develop and uh, we'll see what the future holds for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nothing to add. Yeah. And then as we all, we, we wrap this up, we're going into a team that definitely a question mark around their heads. They like to be mysterious, but I mean, uh, the mystery as we move on from the magic, we go from the, the people who perpetuated and uh, mastered <laughs> it. Uh, the Washington wizards, uh, the wizards drafted Cody Kispert and Isaiah Todd in the draft. Uh, they re-signed Raul Neto out of Brazil uh, and then they acquired Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, KCP, Spencer Dinwiddie in a sign-and-trade with the Nets, and Aaron Holiday. Uh, and then they, of course, traded away Russell Westbrook and Chandler Hutchinson, uh, as well as losing Alex Len, Ish Smith, Isaac Bonga, and Robin Lopez in free agency. This is a weird team, but it could work. Yeah,
1: that's I, a, good, a good way to put it.
0: Like, I'm not totally out on them. Like, they could be a play-in uh, like tournament to yep. uh, team. They could also be horrible. Oh, they yeah. they awful. <laughs> oh, yes.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I think everybody needs to, right now, let's join hands, lock arms, however you like to do it, bow your heads, take a moment, and let's pray for Bradley Beal. <laughs> and let's pray for it, him man. to be okay and to get through this experience because it's not going to be fun for Bradley Beal on that team.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well – you know, okay, I, I can either look at it glass half empty or glass half full. I, I agree with you. Um, they could be bottom of the barrel, depending on how things go. But I would rather have this collection of guys than Russell Westbrook.
0: Um, fact. Big fact. And, uh, Russell so, Westbrook hater club.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Russ. Wow, well, good luck in L.A. But, um, you know, Kuzma.
0: Smell you later. <laughs>
1: Kuzma, we'll see if a change of scenery can kind of reinvigorate his career. I mean, he's a guy I'm kind of go back and forth of hot and cold yeah. on. I, I, I don't know. I really liked him when he was a rookie. Um, and then yeah. these, these past couple of years, you know, it's been hard for him to break out of LeBron and AD's shadow in LA. I'm glad he's on a, new, a different team. Um, he's kind of around sort of younger guys. with it's not, it's not such a serious environment anymore. You know, he was always sure. under the spotlight in LA. They were contenders. Um, and, uh, he was under a microscope, but, uh, that's not the best thing for a young guy who, you know, who's going to struggle. Um, he's still, Mm -hmm. what is he is his third, fourth year in the league. He's he's still a young guy. Yeah. And, um, so I could see him being more successful in, in Washington Mm -hmm. than he ever could have been in LA. So happy for him. Um, Montrez Harrell also needs a change of scenery. Like he was such a, such an important player on that Clippers team, you know, before they got Kawhi. And then you know him and him and Lou Williams that uh, you know incredible pick and roll tandem. He almost won Sixth Man of the Year, or did he win? Yeah, he did. did they, oh, he did. He did win. Okay, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, of course, yeah. And then goes to the Lakers, and then really was was never quite as impactful. I think some some players work with LeBron led teams, and some players just don't, and it's hard to put your finger on why um, sometimes. But he, he really wasn't as impactful on the Lakers. Um, another guy I'm, I'm glad he's got a you know a new a new opportunity somewhere else and then KCP a heck of a shooter Spencer Dinwiddie I was always a fan of I'm hoping after this you know long time long period of time out due to injury he can come back and get back to near the same level he was because he's a really good off guard and I can or, or combo guard I should say and I could see him working with uh, Bradley Beal pretty well like sometimes off ball sometimes on ball because Bradley Beal, he, he, you want him off ball sometimes because he's an incredible spot up shooter um, and scorer in general. But he's also improved his facilitating. So mm-hmm. when the ball's in his hands, you know Spencer Dinwiddie can do some stuff off ball as well. So I, I like that pairing.
0: Well, and, that's and um, I, so, I, yeah. I I'm big on Dinwiddie. I mean, yeah. I like I I actually like Dinwiddie a lot. He's very underrated. Obviously, he was injured uh, for a lot of last year, so we missed some time yeah uh, he's got his own cryptocurrency if anyone's interested Din did dollars so i mean sure. he's an entrepreneur on top of all this uh but yeah i i think that you that you got a lot of good points there and i, I agree i think that a lot of these guys need changes of scenery because again when kuzma was at his best it was pre-lebron it was that oh, one yeah. year before where yeah. it was again that young struggling lakers team with ingram and lonzo and josh hart and yeah. they were all trying to find their game and people and to be fair, he was the oldest one. I think, well, him and Josh Hart are around the same age. But uh, yeah. I'll like, that three between him, uh, B.I. and Lonzo. Uh, he was starting to, like, show he might be the best player. Yeah. Now he's kind of getting memed. He dated a uh, Kardashian, whatever one it was. And now he's got the curse. I, I think they're still dating. I don't really know.
1: Well, he was uh, with that but... model with, the, like, um don't want to
0: be insensitive. Uh, like the pigment. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so maybe he isn't with the kardashians anymore but, but i think they
1: heard also heard but i think they broke up too i'm
0: i'm not eh, it's tough man anyway. it's tough. nobody wants to move to, to dc um yeah. but, but I mean, uh, mia khalifa wants. yeah true uh, yeah she did she did tweet there. Yeah. Yeah, well i mean might as well try right uh she <laughs> can't can't he knows he should he was not afraid to shoot a shot man so we'll see uh both on and off the court but I mean, I do, I do the, the as we digress there. But I mean, I do believe in Kuzma a little bit still, like cause he did show those flashes. I think he went to to Hollywood, and that happens to guys when they yeah. do sign in LA. They get caught up in the limelight, and the same thing with the Knicks. Any of these big market teams, it's easy to get lost in it, yeah. uh, especially as a young player. So I think that you know when you're kind of when LeBron comes, he takes over. He's the new owner, GM, ambassador, whatever the hell you want to call. Yeah. Him, takes everything, uh, and makes it the LeBron brand. So I mean. With Kuzma, we're gonna to have to just see, you know, how he bounces back, and this is gonna be, you know, I think almost a career-defining year. Even oh, if yeah. he has a a solid year, he doesn't have to be an All Star, but if he can average oh. like 18 points, I think people would think even 15,
1: win. you know, yeah, anywhere if he, if, around
0: there. If he can just show he can, you know, rebound, be a yeah. solid defender, and score the bucket, like I mean, I, it it is what it is. Like he he, no one's expecting him to be an All Star anymore. I think those no, expectations no. are kind of done. Like people used yep. to compare him and Tatum when they first came into the league. Yes, they did. They did. Yeah. Like, but again, that that's just you know some people work for it, some people just want wait for it. So I mean, yeah. Uh, and then Montrez Harrell, same thing. I mean, uh, I I don't think he went Hollywood per se, but I mean, you know, he's a he's a grinder. He doesn't have a ton of skill uh, offensively, at least. But yeah, a fantastic defender. He can guard yep. the perimeter. He's a great interior defender uh locks down the paint uh I, I, I think that this team has a lot of promising players uh kcp i thought was going to be amazing when he was younger and then the last couple of years he's been god awful so well he
1: was he was really important for them with the the bubble championship he, even some then,
0: he, he blew them a couple games just breaking open threes like <laughs> yeah. he was important at times but he, should, yeah, he yeah. probably should have swept if he was hitting his shot
1: yeah yeah it's true
0: uh, uh, I mean, that that's just me again, nitpicking, but it, it is what it is. I mean, i, I Aaron Holiday actually is there also a really good pickup. I mean, uh yeah, no, a really I'm, good ball yeah. uh, with the Pacers. I mean, he saw his brother Drew get a title this year, so who knows? Maybe he's going to come inspired. Yeah. Uh, and, and I really do think that the Russell Westbrook experiment was a failure. I knew it was going to be a failure because it's Westbrook. It failed in Houston. It was definitely going to yeah. fail in L.A. If he couldn't work with Harden, why would he be able to work with Beal? Yeah. Uh We'll see how it goes in L.A. when they shoot two three-pointers a game. We'll get to them <laughs> another episode. But, uh, again, and then even in the draft, I mean, the Wizards taking Cody Kispert. Like, I, he's okay. He's not horrible. I'm not going to say he's a bad player right now. Again, he's a rookie, so it's hard to say. But of all the guys they could have taken, how does yeah. he help you?
1: Well, I, you know, he, I, I, think he was another guy who kind of benefited from the Gonzaga system, and you can shoot the ball, so you know, good for him. But I, I don't see him replicating uh, his success in the NBA. I just don't think he's the athlete that you, a lot, you know, if if you want to be a successful two guard, uh, that you kind of have to be. And yeah, uh, I, I, yeah I, I, I don't. My ex, my expectations are not that high for him. I, I don't think he's enough of an out-of-this-world shooter to make yep. up for the fact that he's just kind of a you know average average height average athletic build hasn't shown me any crazy uh, playmaking skills or anything like that so yeah definitely a yeah not not too exciting of a draft pick there but uh, I mean they they still do have Hachimura yeah. And, uh, and I like Thomas Bryant too. He, he's been out with injury for a while. I don't know. Did he come back at all last year? I don't believe so. I think
0: he, I think he missed it. And then that was uh, like Daniel Gafford really stepped up. Before yeah. The yeah, exactly. and He was really great too.
1: Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I like Bryant if he can come back, you know, uh, all, if you're a slightly competent, even slightly competent big man who can, you know, run the floor and, um, you know, rebound and if you've got good hands like if you're playing with Bradley Beal and even Dinwiddie like those guys are going to find you and uh, mm-hmm. um so yeah I like him on this team and and they still got Bertans the uh the uh I guess he, he'd call him the rich man's uh, Duncan Robinson anyway I would I I, I like Bertans a lot
0: he's uh, poor man poor man's Duncan Robinson no no he's got a big contract too not as black. I know
1: I know I know but uh but you know he, he he's uh I guess, I guess, yeah, that was that, the season leading up to the bubble, Um, him and uh, Beal had a pretty good connection there. He was taking like, whoa, Bertans was taking like seven threes a game or more. It was, it was insane. And he was knocking them down. And um, I think with that sort of injection of talent this year, like their their shooters are going to feast a little bit more. And I'm actually, I think I'm higher on the Wizards than most people, to be honest.
0: And I think that's fair. I mean, like, again, as I said, like I could easily see them, you know, vaulting their way up, like. They, i i don't know i i couldn't see them going over the seven seed but like, no yeah no. if they made like if they made up into that top like of the play-in tournament like I, w- I would not be surprised at all yeah like i mean uh they've got the talent i mean we didn't even talk about him the israeli wonder uh denny avija <laughs> uh who who actually looked somewhat promising i i wasn't yeah, big i like
1: his time. size i like his size
0: and he and he can shoot the ball well for yeah. some reason can't shoot free throws though whatever <laughs> Um, but I mean, I wasn't big on him coming into the draft, but I mean, again, I'm, I've been proven wrong many times. So, uh, it's fine to just add another one in the jar. So, I mean, uh, we'll see how he goes when he comes back. Cause it was a, I'm pretty sure an ACL injury. So, uh, yeah. obviously he's a young guy, so he should be able to come back, but yeah, you, you, you never can guarantee things, but thankful yeah, yeah. To, to you know, modern medicine and uh, sports, you know, guys are able to take these big injuries and come back still yeah. healthy and able to, you know, make up the rest of their careers. So yeah. The Wizards, you know, they're they're going to be interesting to watch. Uh, Again, another team, like, honestly, could be, I'm going to say this little sleeper league uh, league pass team. I think that they could be really exciting to watch. Uh, I mean, Bradley Beal is always fun to watch. So, I mean, uh, I don't think that uh, you can go wrong there. Um, But everybody, that wraps up the Southeast uh, Division. Uh, I I mean – I, I, as we said, Miami's going to be a clear cut favorite to win that division. If you're a betting, yeah. a betting person, uh, I would take that one. I'm sure it's probably pretty heavily stacked to the heat, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, it's easy money, It's free money. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, other than that, I mean, everybody, you know, thanks so much for tuning into another, uh, fantastic, one of the best ever all timer, big dog ball talk episode. And you, you know, got your
1: ranting, you got your ranting. It was yeah. beautiful.
0: What a great one! I mean, this is le- this is the stuff of legends at this point. I mean, uh, you know, I hope I hope everyone's enjoying themselves. Hope everyone uh, kicked back, relaxed, and you know, enjoyed these flaming hot, steaming off the press takes. And uh, you know, as my friend Jordan always says, yeah, I've been saying
1: that for years. Uh, if, uh, too long, you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you used to say, shut up, don't say that. You said that too many times. Wait, uh, but I'll say it one more time. Like, if, if you're in, if, if you're stuck in the basement, just move to the
0: Hey, I mean, I I used to live in the basement.
1: And where did you do? Where? How did you get where you are now?
0: I did take the stairs once. Yeah, morning. yeah. Not often, but I I mean, you you saw it. I used to be in the basement. I enjoyed it. It was kind of damp sometimes. Really, really cold in the winter. But yeah, yeah. I I think it the was stairs pretty gross. Up.
1: It was like a kind of like a cave. Yeah, it was kind, it was kind of like.